It's just <laughs> Dad. What's that? Um, it's just because um, I don't like my. It's t- not that I don't like my teachers. I don't like the way they teach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Mr. Forrester because he's enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. With his teaching, he loves what he teaches, and that's what I. My th- I um, love those type of teachers. What does he teach? English. And has he made you like the subject of English because of that? Yeah, I what's it called? Eighth grade year, I failed English. Here, I'm I'm doing just fine, just because of the way he teaches. When and you're in ninth grade now, so it's a harder. It's a harder class of English. Yet mm-hmm. you're doing great in it. Mhm. And is he the only teacher like that, that you're aware of, or I mean that you have, anyways? Yeah. This way I have. And is that the only class you're getting a good grade in? Um, just, yeah, basically. Mad, my mad class. Mm-hmm. I have the same grade as my English class because it's just art. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I like that class as well than all my other regular classes. And your regular classes... Are are you saying that they're not fun? And is that why you're not doing well in them? Mm, this environment. Like, uh-huh. with MAD, what's it called? You have to do an application for it. So you have to want to be there. So the kids there, they want to be there. And they have to work for it because they will drop you. Because mm-hmm. there's hundreds of kids that want that spot. So I feel like that's why I like those classes because... They want to be there. And in my regular classes, they're just... Forced to be there? Yeah, like little sixth graders. So I don't really like those type of classes. Like you be trying to do work and they're just like trying to talk to you about a fight. Like, no, I don't... It does not interest me. Like mm-hmm. Wrestling, if you want to talk about wrestling, because I don't really like this class, but no, I don't want to talk about that. I just rather do my work. So on one hand, you're in a class where you're not too interested about learning the subject that they're teaching, and then the peers you have in that class want to talk about something that you don't even want to know about either. Mm-hmm. So that could be a pretty depressing environment. Yeah, and then and the reason why I feel like I don't really have any friends is because they think like I'm not into that type of stuff, so they don't want. So I just don't. It doesn't make any sense. They don't think you're into what they're into, so they don't bother. Because mm-hmm, I'm not into like fights. I don't want to be in drama. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to win the Olympics of wrestling when, when I'm out of high school. Like there's, I don't know. You kind of have a little bit more higher goals than mm-hmm. watching somebody else fight. And do you have any hard times with because you know other teenagers in school that you go to? know that you are that way so do they see as you different or do they see that as weakness how how are you treated by your fellow students no it's because i i'm starting to get out of my comfort zone so i don't want because i used to just like try to be like them Mm -hmm. seventh and eighth grade i try to be like them and i just found myself just upset myself and hating myself because I know I'm better than that not that I'm better than them but I know I'm not I'm better than not trying to fake who I'm really not and so that's why I feel 
So now I'm trying to just stick to myself and trying to be more comfortable with myself, but also I'm not really accepted. Because of it? Yeah. So it's kind of hard. But right now as you weigh your two options out of making yourself fit in to the to the crowd you're surrounded by or growing and continuing to grow and be different the growth is outweighing the basically make yourself fit in Mm -hmm. but it's still hard it's still a struggle but it's better than being sad all the time because when I'm home myself and I feel better than me trying to at school mm-hmm. being someone that I'm not but by better that's not always necessarily feeling good it's mm-hmm. just better than feeling worse yeah and so what are some of the things you're working on so you don't have that feeling because from what I'm hearing is just like all of us everyone else you want to belong to something you want to be important excuse me you want to be unique and when you're forced to go somewhere, what, six hours out of the day? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you don't fit in there, but it takes a lot of your energy, right, to go. What are some of the things that you're doing to to fill that void in? Just put on music and class and just try to get as much information that I could work on by myself so I don't have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to talk to anyone. So I just try to do it on my own. But if I have to, then I will ask. But I also don't really like asking teachers because they don't know how to explain. And if you, even though you, they say, like, oh, ask again, they explain it the same way they explained it the first time. So it's not going to help. And the kids, when you ask them, they give you the answer. Mm-hmm. The answer. So it's not really helping. And so what I tried was, like, people, the girls that don't talk, that are good with math, I, like, I asked them, and they helped me, and it's pretty nice, but it's also just, like, I mean, I just don't see them as friends, like, I just can't, they're just... Acquaintances? Yeah, they're just, I'm nice to them, but I just can't, like, I just don't connect with them, like, I want, like, that I want as a friend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, but, like, they're not, there's nothing wrong with them, but they're pretty cool, they're smart, I like it. And when you're talking about your teachers when you when you say you don't get something all they do they the way they interpret it is like you're saying well i didn't hear you so they just repeat exactly what they said rather than breaking it down into a way that you can understand it and then kids trying to be helpful just give you the answers Mm -hmm. and it's it's just not fun because you're not learning anything because when it comes down to the test like you still don't get it yeah Mm-hmm. And why do you feel that the majority of kids in in your school can't relate to you? Like, what is it about you that is so different from the others? I was raised differently. So, how does what does that mean? Like, what? How does that contribute to it? Because everybody's raised differently, right? Well, the way I was raised mm-hmm. was made what made me the person I am today. Like all my problems that I went through. Mm-hmm. 
is the way the, what made me what I am today. So it's just everything that happened since when I was born, since now, all built what kind of built me into a leader, mm-hmm. a leader mentality, and not just an average person. I want to be more. And with the kids that don't have that mentality, which is most of them, what do you, what do you think is, becomes of them if they never kind of switch that mindset or start learning that mindset because school's not teaching it, right? Mm-hmm. They go their whole life with the same mindset that they do, that they have. Do you think a lot of them just think, hey, once I turn 18 or I turn 21, like a light switch goes off and now they are a mature adult? Or do you you think they don't even think that far? I don't think that far. They think about them wanting to be adults, but they don't think about the mindset. Mm -hmm. I don't even think they know what, like, when they think of mindset, they don't probably know what it means. And, I mean, there's plenty of adults out there that have the mindset of a teenager or young, you know, a young 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. It has to be worked on. It just doesn't come. And so do you think there needs to be some sort of major change with the school system if we're, we're ever to reach, you know, generations, generations and change the way that kids think? Yeah, that should be shouldn't just keep on like people shouldn't be going through depressions like kids like they shouldn't be they shouldn't know what that feels like mm-hmm. they shouldn't be wanting to hurt themselves and as far as depression goes um, you've you've definitely felt that feeling before mm-hmm. and would you say it's as bad as it's ever been now or is getting better it's getting better because I know how to handle my problems now. And when did it start? It started when my mom left Wyoming. And can you can you uh, remember the exact age of that happening? I can't remember the age, but I can remember when she left. And you just remember you being a small little and, girl? Yeah, maybe like around... A little bit younger than Melly. And you probably, I'm sure you didn't know exactly what you were going through at that time. You felt the sadness, you felt the abandonment. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that it hurt me. All you knew is your mom left. Mm-hmm. And the pain that came from it. So now, at 14, looking back, Because this was probably about close to eight years ago, so you were probably around six, you know, five or six. What can, looking back at that little girl, what do you think now she was going through that you could put it into words? Um, I felt like my mom didn't want me anymore, that she didn't find happiness in her children and um, that I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. because she left me for her girlfriend and that's what I thought and I just felt 
I had a, I just thought I just didn't have something that she, that girl had, and it hurt a lot. It still hurts to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a good chance it always will, but you're going to get stronger and stronger as time goes by and learn how to deal with those feelings in positive manners rather than negative. Mm -hmm. But I really want to stay there with the negative feelings that you were having at that time because I feel there's so many youngsters out there that have these feelings from whatever may have happened to them. Bad things happen in life and no matter how good life is going for you, something bad is always going to happen. So it's important for for me, for us to teach them how to have those strengths to deal with them. So if you don't mind, can we talk a little bit more about those dark times? Of course. So what were the things that you would do to help cope with those feelings at such a young age? And maybe not just cope with them, but how would they manifest? Like, what are the things you do? Would you start getting in trouble? Would you be more needy? I think I kind of isolated myself. I would, like, hide under hide under my bed just because I didn't want to say goodbye to my mom when she would come visit. Because mm-hmm. it just hurt too much. So I just would, like, to stay, I would just stay in my room. And... What I would like to I like to hang out with you. That always helped. I always got my mind off of that. So I just feel like if it wasn't for you, like I don't know what mm-hmm. I would did would have done. Well, you were there for me just as much as I was there for you. I want to make sure you know that. Mhm. You taught me though. And so you would hide under the bed. Would you? You never really got in major trouble, right? There's a lot of this stuff that you just kept inside. Because mm-hmm. I know during that time, I never really babied you guys. So it's not like I would let you get away with behaving badly. I don't think... I used to like behave badly, but I don't think it was like because of my mom. I didn't... It's probably because I didn't get something that I wanted. <laughs> no, but you like, still act like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, with my, with my feelings towards my mom, like, I just wanted to like, isolate myself. Because I didn't want to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. And that was, so six, six years old, I mean, you're talking first grade? Mm-hmm. First grade, second grade? Do you feel it had a big impact on how you related to others growing up through elementary school? Or you were able to kind of leave the home life at home and then when you were at school, that was a little getaway? Or how was it for you? I felt like it was a little getaway because there wasn't other moms hugging their children there. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like playtime. I didn't have to watch moms being moms to their children. And did it start to get better from there or once it hit junior high and you started going through puberty and you start going through teenager issues, did it get worse or did it get better for you? I don't think, I don't think it got 
better or worse. I just, I just used something else to distract me. Which was what? Voice. <laughs> Different flavor every week, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> and that lasted probably through junior high, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, into the beginning of high school. So let's talk about that because I know a lot of that also had to do with our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so now it was compounded by the feelings you had about your mother leaving at such an early age and now the person that you kind of love and expected to be there the most for you you started having feelings like that relationship wasn't as strong as it once was mm-hmm. so you started looking to get that type of relationship or to fill that void with other males and in so in doing that how much times did you end up hurting yourself plenty of times <laughs> every time mm-hmm. new guy and you know fortunately enough for me you already had a, a, a good mindset and you had you had the I guess the the knowledge of knowing that you could take it to another level and be much more worse off than you allowed it to be. You know, I think the extent of it was you'd meet a new boy, get to know him, develop feelings for them, but it never really went to, you know, too far. And then by the end of the week or two weeks, he had pissed you off or lied did something that he said he would never do you know but that's because a lot of the or I didn't give him something that he wanted Mm-hmm. yeah exactly that and so let's talk about that like how how far are boys willing to go when it comes to saying things doing things um, acting a certain way in order to get what they really want from a girl they don't go far so far but fortunate for me just when I would get mad at you like I would think about it and then I would just like no I don't want that I don't want to waste my time on something like because during like movies like they that would ruin their whole life and I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to ruin my whole life because something my dad got me mad <laughs> kind of. When, when, you're saying, when you're saying the movies, you're saying like a girl would make a mistake yeah. in a movie and it ruins her whole life. Well, what she thinks that ruins her whole life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you would get upset with me or I'd make you upset, you the first thing you wanted to go do is run out and go. I would just be with a boy. Something that would make like you mad. Have their attention. Mm-hmm. Just anything that I know that would hurt you even though I wouldn't tell you me knowing that I was doing and me knowing that I want to do that like oh like I could just tell my dad and he'd be upset mm-hmm. but I just found like I don't want that I would say it but I'd never done it yeah I just don't have any interest in doing it because boys 
no good. Or mm-hmm. I haven't found a boy that, that is no good. Yeah, the maturity yeah. level out there. and mm-hmm. Well, it's not like you're in any need to rush that anyways, right? You got a lot of stuff on your plate that... I've definitely realized I don't need a boy anymore. And I've seen, I've seen that change in you from... I said probably just earlier this year in your freshman year where now I'm not sure won't put any names out there but it was one maybe two particular boys that you got really close to and they just let you let you down mm-hmm. and you know you, a mind, uh, something in your mind switched and you learn from it so that was some painful times going through that phase of your life right looking mm-hmm looking to these to these other young males to try to fill in something that you had felt you were missing now looking back at it would you change it you would change it mhm i mean mm-hmm. i feel like you're bound to have a boyfriend mhm but my i would have been way better choosing a boyfriend if i didn't cuz i I felt like oh a guy likes me and I think oh if I think they're attractive then I want them as my boyfriend I didn't really look into their personalities I just looked at if I think they're attractive just the surface yeah Mm -hmm. and now I would definitely change going through all that stuff you went through though now has made has helped make you who you are today Mm -hmm. and even though it was stressful painful and a lot of sad times during those can you look back and see now it's like hey i i don't want to ever go back there and experience those feelings again but i'm damn glad i went through them because now i'm a little bit tougher and smarter for them now mm-hmm. and there's a lot of young girls out there that kind of don't draw that line right they get that attention and they take it further with boys and then they end up boys get what they want and now they're done with the girl and now the girl feels worse but then she just moves on to the next boy or waits for him to text him back and it's just on call Mm -hmm. and so that's just it's a horrible cycle right because then the more they do it the worse off they feel about themselves and because they feel horrible about themselves they go out and do it again Mm -hmm. so what's some now i don't like to ever say like advice but what are what are some of the things you could say from your experience that may be able to help some girls out there who right now are saying looking at their phone waiting for that text to come through from that guy that they last you know, hung out with and, and, you know, maybe they had sex or it was just kissing and that's all the guy ever calls for. But the girl, even though that's, she hates that that's all the guy wants from her is if that phone rings, she's on her way out the door to go meet him. What are some of the things that you could tell some of those girls? You're more than what a boy labels you as. Uh Uh-huh. And... That you don't need a guy to make you happy. And yeah, it's fun, but those type of guys are not fun at all. 
and you really don't need them. And if you take your time to know someone, and if they take your time to know you, it's, it's way better. And it, it might have, what Scott took a little bit of time, but it's better than a week mm-hmm. of a guy that broke your heart, and then it takes, what, maybe like two months to get over him? Maybe even longer. When the guy moved on the next day? Yeah. So I just say you're more than what a guy labels you as. Now that now that's it's it's great to hear how can they practice that? Like how can they make them cells feel that way that they are worth more? Well what I would would do is I would like to take pictures of myself. I like to I like to take pictures of myself and then look at them because I thought I was pretty. Mm-hmm. And that will help, and you could post them. And it's fun. You, the guy, like, if someone compliments you, say thank you. You don't have to keep on texting him and make him your boyfriend. Just, you just, I feel like girls just want attention. They're, you don't need a boyfriend to get attention. You could have friends, make guy friends. And just don't, and there's always going to be girls that hate on you, just don't listen to them because if they call you ugly, does that mean it's true? No. Like, you don't have to listen to them. So, taking pictures and, and kind of owning your beauty? Mm-hmm. And just carry yourself with confidence. Even my, Maybe if you don't have any, just practice it. Just, just carry it. Because then you're going to start attracting guys, better guys than what you're attracting. Because if you're, if you're always down and sad, you're going to attract guys that are, that are down and sad. That'll prey on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you just hold yourself up, those guys are going to think like, oh, I don't have a chance so they won't text you. Because they're not guaranteed what they want. Yeah. And... And that's not to say like you wake up in the mirror every day. You wake up and every day you look in the mirror like, oh, I look beautiful. I feel beautiful, right? Is that every day you do that, or sometimes you gotta work, still work on that yourself, to say, hey, I am, I am beautiful, or you need to do something to make yourself feel beautiful. I definitely when I like when I wake up or if I get in a sad mood, I like to make, I guess, I like to make myself feel a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. So I would look in the mirror and I'll point out all the things I don't like about myself instead of things that I do like about myself. So what I started um, maybe five weeks ago was every time I see a mirror, when I wake up, the first mirror you see is you smile. Maybe your hair is probably messed up, makeup everywhere, just smile. And, yeah, that's what I do. No baby steps? Mm-hmm. And so with posting things, it's kind of like a, a mirror, but a mirror for the world to see you. Mm-hmm. And it does help to get those compliments. And I can imagine it's not only compliments that come through on the comments, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be perverts out there. There's going to be little dumb comments. So how do you deal with those? Like you're you're putting it out there because you feel good and you want to maybe make other girls feel confident about their beauty or or even for um 
people admire your beauty. And so when those comments come in and, and they say you're beautiful, you're pretty, that feels good. But what do you do about the negative comments that come through? Well, like you're saying on the walk, it's about what you feel about yourself. So I post the pictures that I think are pretty. Like I push okay and share. So I wouldn't, feel, I wouldn't post a picture that I felt uncomfortable with. But so, if they say negative, like I'm, like I already, ha- like that person thinks I'm pretty, that one thinks I'm pretty. You think I'm ugly. That person thinks I'm ugly. Why am I gonna focus on the ugly part when I could focus on the positive part? You know. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, and um, I, I obviously <clears throat> you know you're no angel. And I'm sure there's bad things you've said about people. I mean, I could just hear the stuff that you and your sisters go back and forth about. (laughs) So to put that in perspective, how many times have you ever felt just in such a great mood? You felt everything was going right. You felt good about yourself. And you put somebody else down when you were in that mood. Zero times, right? Even though people have been mean to me, I've when I'm positive, I'm happy. I point out the good things in them. Mm-hmm. And what now, let's say the opposite, when you're in one of your bad moods, things aren't going the way you want it, or you just feel a little bit of negativity inside, it's really no problem to maybe say something bad about somebody, right? What do you mean like no problem? Like if you want to be say something mean to your sister, oh yeah, that just uh, comes or anybody out. in the house, or it just yeah. slips out. <laughs> like it's just no, no problem, <laughs> yeah. right? So that's that's what I'm getting at. Is whether it's in person and people are verbally trying to do, you know um, make you feel bad, or it comes through the comments and they're trying to tear you down. It's like you have to understand those people are only saying that because they feel messed up about themselves mm-hmm. because you know in a good mood and feeling good about yourself they wouldn't be coming saying negative things so people are always going to try to make themselves feel better right and and there's two ways to do that like if you want to build the tallest building in the city you either got to start building from the ground up and surpass the tallest building that already stands or you got to tear that building down and then it's real easy for you to have the tallest building and that's what people try to do with their feeling they want to they want to feel good and if they feel that you are feeling better than them or you have something better than them it's a lot easier for them to tear you down than work on themselves and build themselves up I know that that's one thing that I've been working on a lot about myself. And and you, how how important do you think that is for for other not only young girls but guys as well to understand that concept? That's wait, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> it's about when negative negativity comes your way instead of reacting to it. Mhm and fighting negativity with negativity 
that you understand where that person's coming from. I feel like the world would be a better place. There wouldn't be, you know, insecurities. Because no one's going to tell you that your body isn't pretty when there's no ugly body out there. It's because it's not to their standards. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the world would be a better place if they were not so rude. And how how can how can we start teaching that? Maybe building their confidence up. Maybe helping them through their problems. So you you mentioned posting on social media is one way you've helped to start build your confidence up. What's what's some other ways? Just looking in the mirror and pointing out the pretty things that stuff that you like about yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like something about yourself, don't just go be sad about it. There's a solution to every problem. Go, if you don't like the way your body is, go work out. I know that's one of my problems. I don't like the way my body looks. So I'm, I wake up and I try to do 100 squats and 100 sit-ups and everything I do to so I could look in the mirror and be happy with myself. So exercise, mm-hmm. complimenting yourself. Don't don't only rely on compliments from others. Be the first to compliment yourself. Mm-hmm. And exercise. Now, out of all the kids in, we'll just say in your current school, how many of them do you think exercise is part of their daily routine? Probably most of them because they all play sports. Mm-hmm. Now, you you play sports, and there's a difference between showing up for practice and game day, and and the amount of work you can put in before practice and game day, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how many do you feel a lot of kids do that, or they only do it kind of when they're told to? When they're told to. So. Do you think it'd be a great idea for them to start taking initiative and start putting in work when nobody's watching? Mm-hmm. Cause they're in a, cause <clears throat> they want to be a one of these best soccer players, one of the best basketball players, but they don't get what the best basketball players went through to be one of the best. Mm-hmm. They didn't go what's it called at six period practice basketball and that's over and think they're going to be great one day yeah they practice every day in the morning probably woke up earlier than you just to play basketball just to get better so and when when you're when you're working out hard competition and competition it's pretty easy you got to be better than you got to be better than your opponent in order to win. Mm-hmm. Practice, you kind of have all your your teammates there to either you try to keep up with them, try to surpass them. But when you're working out by yourself, who do you compete against? How do you motivate yourself to say, hey, I'm going to go work out by myself now and nobody's watching me nobody's here and it's just strictly for you like what motivates you to do that 
well, when I go work out, I already, I, I already have a body in mind that I want. Mm-hmm. So I just look forward to that. And when, when you've, because uh, now social media, you look on there's no limitations of the amount of beautiful bodies you could see on there. Mm-hmm. Has it always been that way, where you look and you say, "Oh, that, you know, that late that." that female has a nice body I I want one like that or was there ever a time where it was you seen a beautiful body and your thought was all oh, that you know oh she's lucky she's yeah. born that yes of course and is that still a thought that runs through your mind or you understand that the work that goes into it I understand the work that goes into it so in turn, what do you give them props? You know, mm-hmm. she works hard for what she has. Mm-hmm. And then that motivates you to go get it when yeah. you don't have to. I see a body that I like. I go onto their Instagram to see what they did to get that body. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Like I want. And there's so much, right? Everyone, they put it step by step how they've mm-hmm. achieved it. Yeah, there's probably some things they leave out that they don't want to, but... Mm-hmm. You should never just follow a certain curriculum 100%. You should always throw your own into the mix, how it best fits you, mm-hmm. you know, and make it your own. So that's, um, that's awesome that you're able to do that. And all the benefits that come along with it, you know, if you look upon because you put in that work, now it comes the competition day, you're opponent time to have fun <laughs> time to have fun right you put all the work in before mm-hmm. so competition day is just fun and the beautiful thing about that is like when you show up and in your particular sport it's it's a competitive wrestling when you show up on the mat all that work has been done already so if that person didn't put in the work, the game's already over. Mm-hmm. If you outwork them prior, they're not going to stand a chance. And does that momentum carry over for you? Like say in the last tournament, you win, you win in there, head snapped them, got them down, rolled them over, pinned them in probably less than 30 seconds. Does that mo does that feeling of accomplishment roll over and pump you up to work even more harder? Mm-hmm. It's because maybe that team wasn't the best, but there's teams that work harder, so I'm gonna work harder just to oh it gets me some pump when I win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and like I when I watch like when I go and watch, I watch people wrestle and I see moves I'm like oh I'm so excited to learn that move like that move's so cool like I'm when like after tomorrow I want to work on that move mm-hmm. right when I get into practice that's what I think after I win and sometimes it helps you get that other last set in or run a little bit harder mm-hmm. and you know that the person you should be in competition with most is your better self Mm-hmm. Right? Because no matter who you beat out there, you don't want to just be better than them. You don't want to just be a 
a little bit better than them, have a better record than them. You want to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like what I do is with my push-ups. I do as many as I can, and I write it down, and then the next day, I try to beat that one. Just say it better than my push-ups. Anything else is just 50. Mm-hmm. Well, little by little, just keep climbing up. Mm-hmm. Now, wrestling is, is getting a little bit more popular for girls, um, at least in that, you know, high school and schools. What do you have to say to the, to the girls out there who are a little standoffish from doing any type of sport like that, whether it's wrestling, jiu-jitsu, boxing, any type of martial art? Why would they be holding off? Because they feel that the way they were growing up is there's, it's a guy's sport. <laughs> you know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people I train with that, you know, when it comes to females, they would say that their, their boyfriend doesn't like them even training. That's their own insecurities. Uh, I agree with you 100%, but a lot of girls will listen to that. And so what are they missing out on if they're not attempting to to train in some sort of martial arts? Well, well what I see it is that you're basically letting the guy kind of push you around. Mm-hmm. Just because they have a sport that teach them how to fight. So when they get down to go and fight you like you have nothing because you didn't you're too scared to do that because there's it's a boy sport there's no such thing as a boy sport well let's talk because that's interesting so let's talk about that because you from from as early as you could walk you've been taught fighting's been in the family so you know part of the games we would play would be me beating you guys up, <laughs> you know, and uh, one of the funnest games. And whether it was at the house or some, a lot of time, I know a lot of your guys' favorite games when we go to the park. Mackenzie Park and, and play Monster. Yeah, and and you know, Monster was a was a form of tag, but instead of me just catching you guys and tagging you, I'd catch you guys and give you a little. <laughs> Give you a little beat down, you know. We would laugh and have fun. Yeah. So you guys learn from an early age that hey, this fighting is fun. There's it's not this confrontational thing you have to be scared of. Mm -hmm. And you 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 know you've learned that, and you guys were always around to experience that. And then you know we'd have cousins visit or and or other family come, and and we would get the little cousins, and we would always take them out. Well, you would notice a lot of times we didn't change the way we played, right? Mm-hmm. They would cry. They would want to stop playing <laughs> because they're not used to that. Mm-hmm. So you growing up used to that, it being in your blood, there's a certain, you have a certain mentality and a certain openness to, to fighting. You didn't start training till, um, what, what was it, eighth grade? You started training jiu-jitsu at that time. Mm-hmm. So before that, before you even got mixed in with martial arts, I know we did boxing before, but you never did any um, actual competitions. Uh, we did plenty of sparring. 
but in a real life scenario do you have a whole different like respect for for fighting now that you're trained in that art compared to just the regular kind of street fighting definitely like fights like i've seen fights and it kind of gets me irritated because they're pulling hair Mm -hmm. like you would definitely be able to beat her up if you had both of your hands to throw punches with and if you throw the right punch it's gonna hurt way more than Mm -hmm. what this is you know and a little slap fist yeah and uh not only that not 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 only throwing fists but you got takedowns right you got lock yeah chokes Mm -hmm. arm bars so i don't even have to hurt that person if i don't want to i could just finish them make them calm down and do you feel has that helped you not let things bother you as much because you know if it came down to it and a girl or a guy really wanted to do something that you had full confidence you'd be able to handle business the guys um the girls definitely i knew like i had no trouble and just like sometimes that i would be upset i would let them get me down mm-hmm. but with the boys they never really did anything because they knew I already knew how to fight because they already tested me once and then I had to show them mm-hmm. so yeah I kind of did feel a little, I felt like I had a little more respect so do you feel that should be a part of life that you should learn some sort of martial art mm-hmm. and and that's just for everybody but right? some people don't even like they just like music Mm-hmm. You don't have to learn how to fight. What's it called? It's just something that is it's fun to do and that will help you in the long run if anything happens. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be fun, but if it's not your thing, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Get that, build that confidence from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you, you do feel that it is important to learn at least to give it a try see if it is Mm -hmm. for you because you should never feel in a situation where you feel totally helpless and there are predators out there right that will take advantage of your weakness Mm -hmm. so that would be great to get not only more younger individuals but especially girls because guys, especially young guys, can just act so stupid, you know, and so disrespectful. So, I would definitely like to see what we could do to invite more young females into learning martial arts. Mm-hmm.